This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Roman Washett, pleased to bring in uh, one of the newest members of our Husker Online team, intern Blake Arnie. I said it right, Arnie, right? Yes, you did. And uh, you are a Kansas City native, uh, but you're deeply rooted. You got a lot of family in Columbus, right? Yes, I do. I got both my grandparents. uh, They live, or my uh, dad's side, they live there, and both my parents grew up in Columbus. So. And you got introduced to the Red Sea Scrolls this week, so I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you survived uh, Car Lando's full background check that he gave on you. That oh yeah, definitely. I, I told you guys, once you get on the Red Sea Scrolls, your life's going to be a little bit different. And uh, but we, we got our first mailbag with you, Blake. What's the first question out of the gates? So, uh, how much should the new special teams analysts help? Uh, it's really hard to say. I think when you look at Jonathan Rutledge, um, who's coming on. You know, what is his role going to be? I think he's going to have more power, more autonomy as far as coordinating and putting players in place where I think when you look at the setup before, Jovan DeWitt had to manage that. He had to manage outside linebackers. He battled cancer. Um, So I I think just the level of detail and focus maybe wasn't as good on special teams. Let's be real, Robin, not having a kicker. Um, last year was a really, really big, big part of Nebraska's special teams problems. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden having better specialists, it's weird how that equates to having better special teams. So, you know, I think improving the uh, depth at kicker, uh, getting better production out of the punter, and then also uh, just being ha- having a guy fully dedicated towards organizing special teams will take a big lift off those full-time assistants. All right, you survived your first question, Blake. What's mm-hmm. next? So we've got, uh, what has been your favorite Husker sports memory? Favorite Husker sports memory. I mean, there's several for me. Um, I've been around a while now, I guess, but obviously going to games, we got our season tickets as a kid in 93. Um, but the first big game I went to um, was the 91 Nebraska Washington game. Um, and Washington won the national title that year, and it was a night game. Night games were rare, so they lost, but it was just a cool deal to get a go to a big night game like that. I think about 92, um, I went to that Colorado game as well, and Colorado was really, really good. If I'm not, or 90 or 92, Colorado was really good one of those years when they came to Lincoln. Um, but the Cordell Stewart, Rashawn Salam team that came in, Brooke Beringer, um, you know, engineered just a flawless game. I mean, one of the best one versus three type games you're ever going to see. And um, Nebraska just played lights out football. Um, that's one that will always stick in my mind, knowing the circumstances, what that game meant, and what a guy like Brooke Beringer did to, to win that game for Nebraska. Yeah, coincidentally, mine also revolves around Brooke Beringer. When my first game, I think, that I went to was 1994 when Wyoming came to town. My dad had his uh, <laughs> connections to Wyoming, and so we were sitting in the Wyoming section, uh, well, <laughs> literally next to some cowboys wearing like full on like trench coats and cowboy hats, and they were smoking cigars and like had to be told by like security to put their cigars out because it was bad for the video boards. Anyway, that was a game Brooke uh, collapsed his lung, but like played through it, and they ended up barely winning the game. But professionally, it's got to be no sit Sunday with basketball. I mean, that was as just far as pure sporting events goes, the coolest environment I've ever personally experienced. And I've been to a lot of cool football games, but just the uniqueness of it being basketball and at Nebraska basketball and the stakes that were in that game uh, put it above everything else. I'll put one more in there: Jabba Chamberlain Super Regional Miami game. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, and they only were going to allow technically like eight thousand in Haymarket Park. Um, because that's the fire code on the berm. Um, but I have had people 
tied to the baseball program back then tell me that there were like twelve or thirteen thousand people um, just packed in those berms. And Miami came in, you know, they were cocky. They they thought they were just gonna stack up in Nebraska. And Nebraska had a roster just full of pro pro talent. Yeah. Gordon, Jabba, um, Dunzing. I mean, you go down the line, there were some real players and they just beat the tar out of Miami. And, I mean, the, the people, they, they didn't serve alcohol in the stadium, but they did in the parking lot. And let, <laughs> let's just say that was a, a, a very, very fun day, um, right up there with the Miami football game as well when they came to Memorial Stadium. So what do you got next, Blake? All right, pick the mo- uh, more important key to Nebraska's success in 2020. Vokalek and Manning giving Nebraska true threat- threats in the passing game or the solidification of interior play. Mm. On the offensive or line, interior line play. Yeah. I I kind of think offensive line play in this conference. Um, I think we know Vocalek's going to be good. Um, as far as like Manning goes, I mean, yeah, I think I think we know he's going to be good. I think he's I think getting him to campus on time through practice will be a key for me. But figuring out who the best five offensive linemen are could, could um, you know Ethan Piper push for the inside? Can Matt Farniak? Um, move inside to ta- inside to guard. Could Bryce Benhart win a tackle job? I think there's so many questions that that offensive line to me is going to be the difference between an okay year to a good year. One thing we've learned uh, in Nebraska's time in the Big Ten is that it doesn't really matter what your skill position guys look like. If you can't win in the trenches, you will not win in this league. And Nebraska has struggled with that for a long time, and especially recently. And so bolstering that offensive line, particularly on the interior, to be able to run the ball between the tackles and churn out those game-winning yards on the ground uh, is probably the most important thing this offense could do. All right, we got time for about a couple more questions. Blake, what's next? Yeah, what storylines in the spring game have you guys uh, personally excited you guys the most? I mean, just seeing the number of newcomers that are here. Um, seeing Volkolek play, that that's one, but... There are, when you count like Isaac Gifford, there are 10 future scholarship newcomers that have already been on campus going through workouts, going through stuff. Logan Smothers, what's he going to do? Um, McCaffrey, um, will these guys actually make a push at Adrian Martinez? Um, I, I think those are all things. We know, though, the spring game is more a production. It's not really a game. They have to make it look like a game, but it's a very vanilla roll the football out, let guys be athletes, put on a show for the fans. A lot of programs have gone away from even doing traditional spring games. I mean, Nebraska really does have the best spring game in the country um, from the way it's played to everything else. But, you know, the days of having your ones-on-ones and, you know, letting them play a real game, you just don't see that anymore really on any spring games. Yeah, for me it's quarterback, but you know, especially with Adrian Martinez being limited with that shoulder, there's gonna be a lot of opportunity for some of those other guys to get real good work. But um, you know, I think really what we're probably gonna learn the most is just kind of what the impact of Matt Lubick's gonna be. Uh, I mean, being able to get some some feedback of you know a new voice essentially uh, as Frost's right hand man running this offense, I think is going to be as important um, as anything as far as the spring specifically. Because there's going to be a lot of questions left to answer. I just don't know how many we're going to get answers to uh, by the end of the spring game. All right, Blake, we got time for about one more here. What's your final question? All right, so football players can keep their redshirt status even after playing up to a third of the season. Uh, will we see a similar rule apply in baseball and basketball anytime soon? Oh, man. I don't think so. Um, I think football is a unique sport. And it just there's things about football that you need a few games to know. And I think baseball, you have a little bit better feel um, for that. And I just don't know what the game point would be. 
basketball, it just doesn't seem likely. I mean, I don't even know if that's ever been discussed. And I feel like in basketball, Robin, there's so much transferring. Yeah, they don't need any more uh, help <laughs> getting I mean, guys to jump from school to they, school. They need to preserve that red shirt in yeah. basketball. Yeah, and especially with – you're talking about a lot more games too. I mean, the third of a season is 10 games, and that's a big chunk that can ultimately define a team's success uh, with a player that doesn't even use a year of eligibility. So, uh, yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon, and I don't think it needs to because uh, the transfer rate is already high enough. Well, Blake, you survived your first mailbag. Uh, thanks for coming well in. Well done. And, yeah. and they did a good job. Thank you. And I think the board will be easy on you. So uh, thanks for coming in. And uh, <laughs> He's got forward. an avatar, so he's off to a good start. <laughs> he's got his avatar. Sean didn't even, the Leatherman, our other intern, didn't know how to upload his avatar. And I had to be, you know, a dad to Sean. They, they call him Dean Jr. on the board and, and upload his avatar for him. So uh, we got him squared away as well. But looking forward uh, to baseball coverage again this weekend. Thanks yes. again, Blake. Yeah. Okay. All right, when we come back, uh, we will close. Nate Klaus is going to join us from Arizona over the phone. We'll talk some recruiting next. You're listening here to the Oscar Line Show.